0: Welcome to the Horse Conversation podcast. In this podcast, we're going to have conversations about our relationship with horses and how we can form a kind understanding to be the change in the equestrian world. My name is Carolina, and I am your host and the creator behind Horse Conversations. I have broad hands-on experiences from all around Europe, and I'm also studied in psychology and equine behavior. But this project really comes from the heart, and I hope that you enjoy these conversations at least as much as I do. Welcome to the next episode of the Horse Conversation Podcast. In this episode, I want to talk to you about five things you can do to bond with your new or young horse. And for these five things, you won't need an arena or any further training techniques, skills or tack. So, this is actually something you can do on the spot, wherever your horse is stabled, or when you just moved him and maybe he's not that good acquainted with the property yet or any other obstacles and tack. And the first thing that I can recommend to you is spend undemanding time together. Undemanding time means actually that you are just there, just being with your horse and not asking him anything to do or require any touch or initiative from the horse to make connection. So you just go in there with an empty mind, with no expectations, and you can just be there, observe your horse, um, show him that you're present, that you see him without asking anything from him. This sounds quite easy maybe, or even boring for some people, but it's actually uh, not that easy for us, Uh, That's at least what I feel in this world, to just be and have no expectations or requirements. And it can be hard to just sit there and don't do anything. So maybe you feel a little bit... Uh, uneasy or restless in the beginning, and just try to sit that out and use it for your advantage of finding a little bit of peace and rest in your own mind. It helps if you have a space that is a little bit uh, sheltered from temperatures, or winds, or rain, or you can choose a day where it's comfortable enough to maybe sit on the ground or sit somewhere on a fence line and just um, make sure you're there and you observe your horse. This brings also the advantage of getting to know your horse more, uh, especially when you just bought him or brought him to a new place. You can uh, see how he reacts to different situations and you can uh, have a have a look at his character and maybe make some assumptions about how you two can interact in the future. The second tip I can give you is to take them out for little walks around the property. And I really mean little walks, not going for a full track or a hike together, but just around the property, especially when they're new to the property. And then try that you don't add any further consequences to the little walk, like leaving the buddies too far away. Yeah? And you have to check for where is the limit of this horse, um, where he starts to miss his herd and try not to go beyond it. So we don't want the horse to be stressed. And also try not to tie him somewhere or uh, make the walk too long. So you ask too much of a focus for a long time, especially with young horses. And also a consequence would be if you just take him out uh, for a little walk and then you go to the arena and start a training session. So he combines the taking out with the follow-up of a whole training session. Um, which can be, of course, be done if you have an older horse or horse you know already. But if you want to keep the walking out without consequences, make sure you bring him back to where you took him from. This builds a lot of confidence in young horses or horses that are easily spooked if they can explore the property freely uh, without too much restrictions. So make sure you have a long lead rope and you let him explore, let him put his head down to the ground and sniff things, smell things and also don't try to um, tie him or make him do things that can have uh, influence to his emotional state. The third thing you can do is check in with him daily. So that's what I would uh, recommend for any new owners or new horses anyway, to be there every day. Not only to do something with them, but just to be there. and make sure that they are well you can use this time also to check on them uh, how are they physically are there any marks maybe especially if you haven't heard integration uh, make sure that your horse is safe and sound Um, and if you are a little bit further in the get to know process you can then try to um introduce some training elements on your daily schedule so try to have him standing free for a little brush or touch session so you make sure that you have a nice and calm space where he can stand a little bit without uh, being concerned about safety And then you can touch his body, make sure that he's fine and well, or you can use a brush and get him acquainted to the brushing process, Uh, maybe even asking to give the hooves but um, in this case you have to really um, make sure that you don't go above threshold of course because giving hooves can be a thing especially with young horses when the balance is still a little bit off so we just want the hoofs to um, yeah, be picked up but you don't have to clean them or even work on them for a long period of time so just giving the hoof would be fine enough and then uh, it's the question of your reinforcer how you want to um, reward your horse so if you do this daily, uh, you get a good and a thorough picture of your horse and its behavior, of its character, and you too start to form a quite strong relationship. The fourth thing you can do is offer enrichment to your horse. So when we say we have done the first three steps before, and it's now a few weeks since you have your horse, and then you can start to offer enrichment if they're ready for it maybe even earlier and this enrichment could be to offer things to smell like um, mats or Blankets uh, or any cloth that has maybe a different smell to it from your dogs at home Or anything like that. You can also use brain games in uh, the last few Uh, Month and years I've seen these snuffle mats coming up first for the dogs But they are also used for the horses which can be a great game, but then um, Yeah, make sure you have quite the good uh, relationship and bond and boundaries if you work with food already Because horses can get really excited about those snuffle mats if you use it with food So make sure you know how to utilize that it's important when we use um, smell and scent work with horses that we don't intervene, that we don't force interaction, that we don't reward the interaction. So we want the smelling and the exploring to be rewarding itself, so the horse gets uh, a moment for themselves that they. Feel they are in control and they can interact with the environment on their own like their their own beings without always being macromanaged by the human And lastly I love to go for walks with my horse I already said that a lot in my post on Instagram but this is something I really recommend for every age and every uh, training status or whatever you use your horse for if it's a sports horse or just a leisure horse it doesn't matter so uh, going for a walk is the best enrichment you can give your horse and if you stay on the ground, you also make sure that the horse can experience the world on their own terms and not being restricted too much. Like I use a long lead rope, at least four or three meters, it can be longer if you're very handy with a long lead rope. And then I go outside and let them explore the world because the property can be great and you can have a great track system, but it's nothing compared to the kilometers a horse uh, used to make in the wild. So we kind of want to um, recreate that a little bit in our domesticated world. It's the best to go outside with the body, especially in the beginning, so they don't have this um, separation anxiety and they can stay on the threshold. And of course, we should not force our horses beyond their limits or beyond scary objects or obstacles and make sure that we are the ones providing safety to our horse to increase the bond, to keep the bond and not questioning it. When it comes to going outside and making sure that you provide safety for your horse, a lot of times questions come up about leadership and if we should use the word leadership in horse training and uh, if we can or should be a leader to our horse. And unfortunately, like so many other words in the Christian world, the word leadership has been misused a lot of times, in my opinion. Um, so there are trainers and people misusing leadership in comparison to, to dominance. So they kind of um, take the leadership and make something out of like uh, being boss about your horse. But I like to use leadership in the sense of providing safety and being the wise one, knowing when to um, when to approach or retreat. So your horse can look to you as in, um, is this human still a safe guardian for me? Or is it a safe buddy for me? Um, can I look towards him to make sure everything's fine? And does he provide safety or is he afraid himself? For example. So I think it is important to present ourselves with some leadership qualities in the sense of not that we're uh, forcing it or we're demanding it, but when it comes to scary moments, which will happen if you take your horse outside um, that the horses still feel safe around us because we are the ones making the right decision because we have the lead rope in our hands and if we approach something that is scary that we can we can make the decision to turn around and go back to safety and the horse will be um, following us and will be fine having stayed on the threshold and not having made Um, a negative experience this will increase your bond as well it's important to be aware of that but there are also nuances to what does safety mean for a horse and one thing I can give you with in this episode is what I said earlier about micromanaging so I see a lot of people tending to trying to be in control to not provide safety for the horse in first place, not consciously, but to having the feeling of safety for themselves. So a lot of people think, okay, if I control this horse, I feel safe and the horse will feel safe. And this often ends up in having a lead rope very tight or holding the lead rope right under the chin of the horse micromanaging his head movement all of the time without even being aware of this so one thing i can give you with if you want to lead your horse um, and provide safety to him and also feel safe around your horse let go it sounds maybe a little bit um, like in the opposite direction but if we can have slack in the lead rope We give in to trust. We give in to the horse having his hat for himself and making hat movements without us being um, the ones intervening with it. So the horse has the feeling of I can still look around and be the one checking the situation because that's what horses do, right? So they're grazing animals from planes and that's what they do. They check the surroundings and they need to move the hatch to have the right vision uh, because of how they see the world. And if we humans don't restrict that, but allow that we can provide more safety than trying to control the hat all of the time. So that's my last tip. If you want to go outside with your horse, try to have that slack in the lead rope and rather lead with your body language, with your hand signal, with your intention and energy, with your own focus and being aware, being in the moment, than trying to hold on to that lead rope with dear life. So that's this for this. These are the five things and I hope they were somewhat clear and you can use them right away whether you have a young horse or maybe an older horse or a new one or you want to start over somewhere or you just moved your horse you can use these five steps uh, like forever therefore for a whole lifetime and whenever you run into problems or you feel your horse has a setback and there's separation anxiety coming up or the horse gets more spooky, than usually you can always go back to step one and then try to go up again in, uh, in a period of time that fits your horse and yourself. So be honest about yourself. Be honest about your own horse and how your relationship is, and try not to be uh, a perfect. Try not to make it such a big of a deal, and just uh, focus on awareness and your breathing and letting go and giving into trust. I hope you found this episode quite informational and interesting and also helpful for your own journey if you have any questions you can always contact me as always check out my instagram you can check out my website and if you want to learn more i have my patreon still up with a lot of videos online already where you can start your journey with your horse with my guidance so make sure you check out this as well and thank you for listening and i hope to see you in the next episode